Welcome back to this week's Back Nine Pod. We're on season three, and this is episode eight. Let's talk. Well, full swing is apparently really, really shit. That is a big statement. And we're interested to see if you're going to agree with what we have to say about this because it is quite a talking point. I think, I'm going to lie, it's definitely divided new golfers, current golfers, young golfers, older golfers. But anyway, that's for later. So, things I'm going to cover in this week's pod is PGA Tour Honda Classic, Live Golf Mayakoba, Arnold Palmer, Full Swing. And also, it's a bit of beef going on on Twitter as well, which is going to be nice. Interesting. Right. But first, our we golf. need to talk about our golf, because we played. Played Saturday. Played Saturday. Motcham Hall, nine holes. It was cold. It was It was cold, actually. Um, wind was very cutting. By the way, I've got a hack for them. Forget tip of the week. Just didn't listen to this. So, um, rechargeable hand warmers. Everybody needs them. It's a good shout, considering how many, how many what are they called? Hot. Hot, the hotty totty, hotty things. totty things that you that I've gone through a full Amazon. Don't box let your dirty mind run wild on that. <laughs> I've gone through a full Amazon box of them. Um, hand warmers. So yeah, very good idea. Good investments, I would say. However, well, they were Christmas present. They were, weren't they? Mm. Yeah, I've not got any, unfortunately. Maybe next year. Um, your golf mm. was very good. I yeah. would say that. I played right. How many points did you shoot? I think I had seventeen points for not, nine holes. So one much. over par. Yeah. Really and start with a bogey and a par five, three putt. Yeah, cheers. Not ideal. Other than that, your golf was good. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm pretty happy I played. To be fair. Yeah, and same really. I think I sort of carried on a little bit from um, where I was earlier last week. I think we spoke about my golf last week. We did. Um, so, yeah, like game seems to be well, in a good one place. One thing I say is, like... Josh. I mean, I mean, we spent all of season two just literally ripping into Josh's wounded pigeon of a driver. We did. And if anybody doesn't know the the slang term for that is that's if ever you see on your mates at a big snap up, just call it a wounded pigeon. It's low, left. It's like it's got one wing and it ain't in the air very long. <laughs> that's terrible. But it seems to be fixed. So touch wood. It does. It does. If you can hear yeah, that, it's and, me touching wood. And also, bit of news, I'm going to a steak night at a driving range this week. Is that this week, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's this week, Ooh. Friday. So I'll give you that bit of report, a bit of, bit of report back on how that is because nice. I think this is sort of, there's a definitely a new breed of golfer, a range goer. Yes, And that is. that is... Uh, a big thing so especially just... at driving ranges like the one like that the we beaches. go to the beaches yeah. yeah because you can basically go and play golf at golf courses through the trap man yeah. virtual golf so definitely i agree with you so it'll be interesting to report back on that okay chopper of the week have you got one well i have yeah it's not me is it no 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 i'm gonna go For on that. awkward <laughs> handshakes oh so you know you know there's always that thing isn't there after covid is it knuckles oh is it is it shake hand oh. or is it just is it like a cross hand or is it a traditional shake hand? What you what do you do? What do you do? Knuckles? It depends on who I'm playing with. Okay, just clarify this. So if I'm playing with someone that I don't necessarily know that well, it's just a normal handshake. So you go in like normal. Like I just go for the normal like handshake. A business handshake. Yeah, exactly. If I know them well, I go for the So a cross, bit more up. A bit more up the whole cross hand. And then knuckles, anybody? Depends on again the person. If someone goes with knuckles for me and I go with the hand, I quickly give it the yeah, knuckles. Yeah, yeah. You, know what I mean? Very <laughs> you initiate. Quickly. You don't yeah. go. Uh... I don't give it the. Ooh, okay, ooh, ooh. I'm going to show you something here. This is from a fellow YouTuber. Oh, I know this. Can, uh, I can see this going. In, introducing at the start of a YouTube video, and I, and I, I, I have been here, um, but I would have just edited out and done it again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so watch this. No audio here, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. oh. You know the worst thing about that is right. He goes for like they do like the cross hand, like the upward cross hand, and then he goes for like the little snap thing yeah. so that the... you do with your mate. Yeah, look, like... look at that there. There it is. So he's gone for the snap. He's gone out the snap. 
Then he, oh no, he's taking it all fully away. And then he's gone for the and fist. Then they're bump gone back. fully. Oh, oh, oh no, no, it cringes me out. It cringes me out. Nah, if any of you watch a certain YouTube video, you'll know exactly what we're after. But it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit cringy. It. I'll just give you a clue. Um, it rounded flat tire. Um. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, awkward as anything. But anyway... It's a good video. It is a good video. If you have got any stories about that, there's nothing worse. So if you've got any stories about that, get in the comments because that is definitely in for Chop of the Week going forward. 100%. Dodgy handshakes. Either after or before you play. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I mean I've been on the end of it a few times and it, I just want to crawl into a hole and blah. Do you know what the one for me is? Is when you go for a normal handshake and they grab your fingers. So they give it like the, oh, no. oh the week. It's horrible, isn't it? Oh, no. oh God. Right, anyway, anyway back to the golf. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to start with now tour trash talks. This is keeping you up to date with everything you need to know of what happened last week and also just putting some light on what's going to be happening this week on tour. Okay, so PJ Tour, Honda Classic. Chris Kirk was our winner. He was. Um, and quite a nice story, really, around this. So it's his first win in eight years, mm. um, or or since his eight years since his last win, I should say, and he's been through a bit of a rough time. It seems um, he was reasonably or quite emotional or um, after after the win because he's had a bit of a battle with alcoholism. Um, he's now sober, and he was sort of saying that it's thanks to his sobriety that he's still a pro. He's still on tour. Um, he's still got his family and things like that. And as much as it wasn't necessarily one of the elevator events. Um, that's my phone going off. How unprofessional! It's, it's not. It's the oh. other one. It's my other phone. Don't ask me why I've got two phones. Um, um, yeah, but what? But this is a great story because it is. so it is. many times we have the big names winning, and that's the to thing. have someone come through and win against all odds off the course is a main story. It is, and he played well. I mean, he shot fourteen under par. Um, he won in a playoff. Um, I think he had a bit of a nightmare on the final hole. I think he had was leading by one going down the last, and he stuck it in the water. Yeah, he did. Um, but great win for him. The one thing I would say, and and this is not, I'm not going to take anything away from the event because the Honda Classic previously big, big, big event. event. It's at yeah, the bear, yeah. like the it's at the the, the course where the bear trap is, yeah. um, and it, which is an unbelievable golf course, one of the hardest stretches of of holes in golf, arguably. I think it's 16, 17, and 18, is it? it is. Or 15, 16, 17. One, one or two. And the other thing is, I think this is what we're going to see with these elevator events is the field wasn't that Because the whole idea with the elevator events is you had more of the top players play more often. But the problem is, because they're playing for more money in those elevator events, they might only play those 12 each year. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. There's some big names. Billy Horschel, um, Christian Bezadenho, Sung Jm, Matt Wallace. All, all these guys played, but You've got no... I don't think anyone inside the top 10 played, maybe even top 20. But saying that, like, one thing I'd say is it's a great platform for him now to move oh, on. Oh, 100%. Because he's going to get into some of the majors now. Yeah. He's also going to have a couple of years exemption. Yep. And he's always going to be able to play that event for at least a couple of years, for three or four years after that. So from from his point of view, from not be, being a pretty much as nice as possible way, an unknown player, yep. he's now very much a known player. And we've seen this sort of shape people's careers winning exactly. tournaments like this. I mean, I mean, if you look at Matt Fitzpatrick, I know he's never won on the PJ Tour until winning the US Open, but he'd won a handful of um, DP World events from European Tour events, 
some smaller ones, then some bigger ones, and then you know it's it's levels, isn't it? This is about you moving up. So what was the purse um, last week? The purse was eight point four million dollars. So I mean, it's still a very very big sum of money. Like I think um, you picked at one point five. Yeah, one point five. Yeah, it beating off Eric Cole in the in the playoff. I mean, you compare that to DP Walter, and that's one of the that's one of the mainstream events. That's it doesn't thing. even come in the same league. No, it doesn't. And that's something that we spoke about last week in the disparity in that. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about these elevator events and their purses of around 20 million mm-hmm. with the with the first picking up 3.6. I mean, it still doesn't rival Liv. Uh, well, he's close, clo- a lot closer to Liv, but we're going to talk about that in a minute, the, the amount of money that, that they won this week. Um, but it, that disparity is mad, isn't it? Like, I think Marcel Seam won won on the DP yeah, World Tour this week. Eight years he's won, and I think we spoke about him a few weeks ago. Was it, was it his four hundredth start? Four hundredth start. We hold that massively long yeah. putt. Like, I mean, it was literally like I'm gonna say like five or six cricket pitches. It looked like, and the good story for him is like he was a very very good player maybe five years ago, being on the Challenge Tour, on and off main tour, yeah. and then for him to get a win again is a really, really nice story. So two nice stories, really, on the PJ Tour and on DP World Tour yep. this week. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get up to date with Live Golf. I mean, as much as you want to listen to this and not have us talk about Live Golf, Live Golf is part of the furniture now. It, it is. is here. We have to talk about it every time they have an event. They've got 14 events this year. Correct. So it's, it's going, going to... nowhere. No, it's going, going nowhere. nowhere. And I think as soon as you realise that, the better. And actually, I mean, off topic here, a few of the guys, I mean... Last night, everybody was watching a certain boxing match, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Now, I know we're not here to talk about boxing, but my point with this is one of the big commentators um, was interviewing, was being interviewed and said, oh, it's, well, okay, let me set the scene better here. A great of boxing was saying that this is crap. It's not, it's not, it's not real boxing. And the pundit said, well, you've got to get used to it. Yep. This is shaping your sport. Yep. You've either, and, and the pundit had a great point. The pundit said, this is what, if I was a young boxer now, I would be looking at improving my social media. I'd be making a YouTube channel. I'd be documenting everything because to earn the money, I've got to be making this. And really, these YouTube fights, this Misfits League, is what Live Golf is to that. Of course it is, 100%. It's it's against it's, the purists. It is. It's against the norm. It's disruptive. And like you said, it's another avenue into a sport. Um, I think... Like that boxing analogy is great for this because it's Jake Paul's a YouTuber, not yeah. a boxer. But look at the money he's earned boxing. Yeah, people like you said, people are going to look at it if you're like you're a young boxer. Like arguably now, Tommy Fury should go down that route, and that is how this this is going to go with Liv. Yeah, well, look at who they signed, Thomas Peters, young yeah. player, is going down that route. Mate. He realizes that they're going to be paying him the most money, and then the day it's a job. Okay, so Howell the third one yep. takes the win, and he secured. Four million dollars plus a share of a further million dollars because his team, Crusher's Golf Club, won. It's just a terrible. They won. I think they were twenty six under as a team. So what they do is in the team events is they take from each round they take the three best scores. Um. So over the three days, that's how they work work that out. But I think I think they had him and Paul Casey in the top ten. Um. And so you tend to obviously that's. You tend to see that the the guy that wins his team normally, which is why which is why DJ's team last year yeah, won every like single DJ, week. DJ earned thirty five million dollars last year on tour, <laughs> uh, on uh, playing. Sorry, not that doesn't include the hundred fifty million dollars he took to go over there. Um, but look, I think again, a few a few things on on the the live event. 
I think the format is brilliant. We said that last year. Well, I said that last year. I think the idea that you can watch it all within four or five hours. And it's his TV, TV debut last night. Yeah. What was? It, it's his debut. It, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's his first time being on TV in the States. Over here, we had to watch it through the app. So, mm-hmm. a few things about the app. I, th- I thought it was good. It looks okay. And you can stream it for free. So it's not on YouTube anymore. The one thing that I couldn't do was get it on my TV. Um, I think the only way to do that would be to screencast to your TV. I don't know if there's an app for, say, for for Fire Stick at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say is we were on Saturday after the um, after we played it, we were talking about, about the, the Live Golf. And I went on the app to try and find a leaderboard and couldn't find one. And I don't know if that's my use of the app, but then I had to go to the internet to, to find, find that. the leaderboard. Now, for me, if you've got an app, put everything on there. Yes, it's there for streaming, but put all that information on there so I can keep up to date with it. Yeah. That would be the one thing that I'd say. Now, based on that, Josh, obviously you had a bit of an issue with the app, couldn't find anything. Uh, the figures have come out. Okay. So on a rating of 26, it got 0.2, your viewer rating. So essentially, uh, the, the, headline of this art- the headline of this article is Live Golf Left Red-Faced on US TV Debut as more people watch Funny Animals show than Live Golf. Ooh. So there's basically, it's a bit like, I guess, we have Ofcom over here. Um, and each TV thing is rated on a mark of 26, okay? The Live's Maya Cobra event only drew a 0.2 rating on Saturday night for this. It's not the overall. This is the Saturday night. Yeah. This means it's I measured out of households. Only 0.2% watched for the first day of coverage. It doesn't sound great, does it? That. I mean, it doesn't, but it'd be interesting to compare that to... If that's households in the, in the States... Just US only. Yeah, it'd be interesting to compare that to, like, for example... PGA Tour. The Genesis Invitational. Um, because... Which I suppose they won't do in that article, but it's all comparative, isn't it? So yeah, if it's if more people are watching this um, funny animal show, or whatever it was, yeah, it doesn't look great. But it's their first, it's their first week, it's the first time of them doing it on telly. Were people going through the app to watch it? I don't know. Yeah, is the CW channel that they've got? Do you have to subscribe to that? Yeah, I, I, there's loads of things we don't quite know the answer yeah. to because we don't live in the states, but. Interestingly, um, Jason Day called out this gentleman, John, who put this tweet out. He said, what about the Honda Classic? Now, there's no reply here from what I can see. Now, isn't that interesting how Jason Day looks to be positioning himself? Potentially. To... Now, does that say he's going to live golf? I don't know. We could be sort of put, putting two and two together and getting five. No, see, I think I think there he's saying... Well, what what was on the on the classic on? As in, like, why are not talking about this as well? Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, I don't know if he, he maybe you could look at it as in a sense of, well, the Honda classic classic was just as bad. Yeah. Or you could look at it in a sense of him saying, well, where was the Honda classic in comparison? Who knows? Who knows? Like I said, I know no I could be pointing there. to it. You could do. Before, but it from 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 our point of view, looking at that article, it doesn't sound great. Launch of a new app. You hope it's sort of your flagship event, and you you, you get everybody looking at your app straight away. Yeah, it's, it, it, I'm not saying it's a flop, but it doesn't sound too positive for Live Golf, in in my opinion. No, especially when considering how easy it was to watch it on YouTube last year. Yeah, um, well, that's probably why it did so well. Well, exactly. Now, the other thing that I want to add quickly before we move on to 
talking a little bit more about live golfers and what they're able to do now. Um, the course that they played at is actually a former PJ Tour. PJ Tour. My classic. Yeah, which is really interesting. I think that's a a big move for Liv going down that route because it's quite a recognisable course. So for those of you that that don't know it as as my Cobra, basically the course where you've got the cave in the middle of the fairway, you will have seen it. It's um, definitely, I think, a big move for them, sort of, because all the other courses that we've seen haven't. To no, my knowledge, haven't had courses, an, yeah, there been they? new courses. No. Um, so again, interesting to see as as this grows if they can get on any other courses and and, and things like that. So in other news, live golfers Josh are now allowed to play in all four majors. I think that's massive. Well, it's massive because if you think about right, the whole rhetoric was, and I said this, and my point on this is that the big point where we said, I remember, I remember this clearly. We said the stumbling block for live golf was two things: one, world ranking, which they've still not got. But two, will these top players be not allowed to play in the four majors? Now, based upon that, if you haven't hit certain parameters, so i.e. you aren't exempt, not a former winner, not top 50 in the world, you won't get invited to play in them. Simple. So there's that side of things which might play some players out of it, i.e. Bryson might not get in in uh, in an open soon after because I think he might well, own, well because he's won before he will yeah but what I'm saying is it only lasts for a certain number of years it's Correct. like five years or something so after that point certain players will start to fall out unless they improve their world ranking or unless they win again so exactly there's a few permutations but the big thing for me Josh here is the US PGA which is not the same as the, the USGA which is not same as the PGA Tour mm-hmm. and the USGA run the PGA, God, this is complicated. Championship. Championship. Yeah. Um, their CEO came out and said basically, it's going to be a better tournament if we have these Liverpool players in there. Correct. Which I, I I can't disagree with. But the one thing I'd say is like you said there about rankings and things like that. I think some of the younger players, i.e., the likes of Mito Pereira, Joachim Neiman, those that have gone over. Um, I've, yeah, Wacky Newman's gone over. Those that have gone over that haven't won majors, what about these guys? Like, Wacky Newman's arguably a young star in yeah, the but sport. Don't forget the Open, the US PGA, and the US Open. There's all qualifying for it. Well, that I guess so they could go through the qualifying. They go through the qualifying, but I agree. The, you're talking about players that would probably be inside the top 50 in the world, yeah. but yet. They're not going to be playing because even though they are eligible, they're not eligible because they've not got the right criteria. Yeah. So if we look at some of the Live Golf major winners, obviously Cameron Smith won the Open last year, so he's exempt in all majors till 2027, and exempt at the Open until 2053 when he turns 60. Phil Mickelson. <laughs> um, I think he's all right then to play. Yeah. Well, yeah. Phil Mickelson's 2021 PGA Tour Championship win makes him exempt for all majors until 2026. God, I forgot he won that at um, Kiwa Island, wasn't it? Um, and the six-time age winner is exempt for the life at the Masters and the PGA Championship and can play in the Open until 2030 when he turns 60. DJ, having won the Masters in 2020, is exempt for all until all majors until 2025 and can return to Augusta for life. And having won the 2016 US Open, he can play um, the National Open until, up until 2026. Uh, Bryson, having won the Open, means he can play all majors until 2025 and... Um, the US Open until 2030. Brooks Kepka, another one. Um, he won the PGA Championship in 2019. 
Um, his back-to-back wins also make him exempt for life in that tournament, so he can play the PGA Championship while his US Open double, uh, the most recent 2019, allows him to play golf's toughest test until 2028. Patrick Reed, another one, won the Masters, so he can go to um, Augusta. It's like there's a, a long Garcia, list. Garcia, Stenson, Bob Watson, Martin Keimer. I mean, it's sort of confirming they have some very, very, very strong players there. Yeah, and then it got here as well qualifiers for this year so Neiman's already qualified apparently um, Abraham Ansa as well so, but there's only two do you know what I mean so then uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this happens and what and what goes down here but it's a big big move it's a big thing for Liv having the ability for their players to play there definitely it's a it's a for players i.e. Jason Tay who's a former major champion yeah it gives him another reason to potentially go. Yeah, if the if if the money stacks up, one hundred percent. Before we move on to the Arnold Palmer, Palmer Invitational, does a live golfer win a major this year? I mean, <laughs> all I would say, if they do, is going to cause absolute uproar. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Even like, let's let's just pick someone, like Patrick Reed. Oh, mate! If he wins. If he wins the Open, <laughs> let's say, which he's a very good player, he's very capable of. Of course he is. But he's sort of, if you look, if you think of live golf as being bad, he sort of encapsulates the whole bad side of golf. The what? The persona we get put across to us, right? So yeah, I can, I can, I can. The answer to that question is yeah. DJ's probably got to be have DJ, a great chance. Yeah. Uh, I don't really see any others being up there with a the chance. Even being perfect, unless Cameron Smith and DJ are going to be there too, yeah. which could fly the flag for Live Golf. And it'd be interesting to whether they'll be Live Golf branded. Will they Definitely. wear like their range goats? Will they wear their rippers outfits? Will 100%, they wear hundred percent? So yeah, I, I mean. The answer to that question is, Josh, yeah, they're all very capable. Okay, so this week, Elevator event again. Yes. The fourth one, Arnold Palmer Invitational. So as we know, this means we've got a stacked field. Um, pretty much everyone's playing. Scheffler, uh, Rahm, Roy McIlroy. Two questions for you on this. Can Rahm win again? How, well, how can you put it past that? <laughs> like, Mate, the guy's won three and five. Ridiculous. He's, he's almost guaranteeing sit- himself a top 10. Isn't we could he, really? be sitting here. He's not finished outside the top seven in his first five events. We could be sitting here next week and he could be that player that we go, yeah, he's won four and six. Yeah. Which is. Okay, so you going, yeah, he's going to win. We'll um, get, let's say right now, where's where he going to finish? John Rahm, I'm going to yeah. say he's going to go top three. I'm going to say um, Sheffield's going to win. So John Ram, you're saying top three, and I'm gonna, I'm, and Sheffield's gonna be my. I mean, my that's a massive talking point. Yeah, um, but I think do you know what's mad? We've said for so long, and over the last few seasons of doing this, how amazing the talent pool is at the minute. Yet, whenever I come to pick a winner, I just don't look outside of the likes of um, Sheffler, Ram, <coughs> and, and McElroy. But I don't think I think you whatever time and point a year you, or, or in point in time in golf you look at. There was a point where we just picked DJ Brooks. Yeah, but if you look, if you look at like last year and, and year before, you had the likes of Bryson on a hot streak. Mm. You had JT inside the top ten. You had Morikawa on a hot streak. Then you had Sheffield coming through. Then you've got Cameron Smith. And okay, some of those guys have gone gone to live. But my point is, and and John Rahm was in there. DJ was in there at the time, and it was like literally anyone can win this. Yeah. Where now these three are just setting themselves apart. I know I've not mentioned McIlroy there in, in that cho- choosing, but just like 
I can't see anyone else. Maybe Mark Howe can squeeze in there. Who knows? I get what you're saying. You're saying the top 10 in golf is so strong, but why do we always go to back to these players? Yeah, that's ha- But I'm saying we're doing it because they're setting themselves yeah, apart. Yeah. yeah, it's like you've got a top 10 and then a top 3. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go for John Ramwin, by the way. And do you think the others are going to be close? Do you think Sheffield's going to be close? Do you think... It doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't matter. Winner. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to some more bit of tour, bit of beef, really. Garcia has called out Rory McIlroy for not being very mature. So here's the story, Josh. Yes. So essentially, um, Garcia has an interview recently talking all about his relationship with Rory McIlroy. Now, these two have been to each other's wedding. Okay. They've been Ryder Cup teammates on more than one occasion, pictured yeah. in happy times, sad times, yeah. but being what you kind of count as very, very, very good tour friends. Maybe yeah. not, not going to say best friends. Ah, um, but good friends on yes. But as soon as Garcia left PJ Tour slash DP World to go and play Live, Rory literally cut ties, like deleted his number almost. So Rory at this point, we meet, if you watch Full Swing, you'll know this, like Rory was being very much last year the focal point for the PJ Tour. Yeah. So as all this was going on, Garcia's text him saying, come on, mate, like, Stop talking bad about RCAO. Stop talking bad about Live Golf. Just sort of carry on with doing what you're doing. McElroy replied with pretty much daggers, saying, like, shut up. And sort of left it beef. like that. Yeah. Beef. So, anyway, this recent interview um, in The Telegraph, Garcia was asked about this whole feud that went on last year. Garcia's response was pretty much along the lines of um, McElroy's lacking maturity um, because we can't yeah. be friends in this. Yeah. Which, you know what? I do get because... At the end of the day, I know golf is a recreation for us. It's business. It's business to them. Yeah. So you've got to separate business and friends. Yeah. So you've got to have that thing of, right, okay, you go and play live, you go and play PGA Tour, but let's have a beer on, a, let's have a beer on our weeks off. Yeah. Because they probably live in Jupiter. They probably live close to each other. But what heightens this feud more, Josh? Go on. Is Nick Faldo. Oh, just like thrown his two penitent. Likes to say his bit, doesn't he? Oh, mate. I mean, in, in recent weeks, he's been, he's been very, very vocal about... Um, well, I would say in general about live golf, like you said about it being uh, it being not very good because it's done over uh, three rounds. Yeah. Um, Ryder Cuppers shouldn't uh, live golfers shouldn't be able to play Ryder Cup, but essentially, um, he's de- uh, Valdo's basically read this article and then quote tweeted the whole thing. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and he said now. Basically, quote tweeting Sergio's article saying, Now that's rich, coming from the most immature player I've ever witnessed. Sergio <laughs> Garcia says Rory McIlroy's lacking maturity over live golf comments. That is ridiculous. Well, mm. from Valdo, it's very bold, but what he's basically saying there is because he was played under him as captain of Ryder Cup. So, Ryder, Valdo was a Ryder Cup captain in 2008 for Garcia, yeah. Didn't he say something like he's worth like half a point or something? He's worth half a point. He's the most immature oh, player. Mate. So, I mean, it's probably not taking a lot for him to throw the needle in. No, I mean, that's that been that was 16 years ago or something. So, yeah, like... Yeah. And you're right, though. It, you, you almost have got to separate the work and, and business side. But I also understand that... Sorry, the personal life and business side. But I also understand that for Garcia, Garcia is going to say that because it's his decision he's made but actually Roy McIlroy is taking it on himself and seemingly the tour is glad that he's done that yeah but I think, I, think I, I agree with I agree with Garcia it is a bit immature it is like immaturity it's work and play maybe he didn't like him anyway maybe it was all front 
And he was just... He you, was just you, you really sent the camera to pigeons. Maybe he just pretended to like him. And this was a reason for him to delete his number. I You're mean, blocked, it, mate. It is a little bit juicy, though, isn't it? Do like, one. Like, this this whole thing. And, and, it, and it is like people are losing friendships between what tour you play. And I don't get it. I mean, we don't play on that tour. We don't play on either tour. We don't play golf to any of that level. But it's your job. Just because you go and work for Fro- uh, Frosties and I work for... Um, Nestle. Nestle. Kellogg's and Nestle. Kellogg's and Nestle. I'm not going to go not go for a beer with you in a weekend, am I? Well, although they're cereal brands, if anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, mate. Do you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. Yeah, I do what you're saying. But this moves on nicely to our next section, I think, when we get onto it, because this would be very interesting for it to continue to be followed. I think it will be continued to be followed. But before we do that, Josh, I want to talk about Tiger Woods when we next see him. Well, I thought we might see him this weekend with it being an elevator event. I had an inkling that we may see him at all the elevator events. However, I think it may be a little bit too soon for him. He's got to rest his body up, etc., etc. So I'm going to say Players' Championship. Yeah, which would make sense because that's sort of a middle point. It's Players' Championship's like a week before the yeah. Masters. Yeah. And or two weeks, I think. Or two weeks before the Masters. Yeah. So he gives him time to recover and then play the Masters, but actually get another good competitive roundup. Yep. And it's course he knows well. I think what you'll find is... Obviously, Tiger's always done this, but he's not going to play more than he needs to. No. And he's only going to play events, probably courses that he knows well, for the fact that you've got to think tournament rounds versus practice rounds is the courses where he knows better than others and he's played it more than others. So he's going to have not have the need to play as many practice rounds. Yep. And again, all these things have got to be taken into account when he's literally an injured bloke. He is, he is. So... Yeah, do you think the players? I think, I think yeah. the players, 100%. But yeah. guys, let us know what you think. So get in contact with us on Instagram, my Instagram. Let us know on the Back Nine pod on the community page, um, on YouTube as well, on the Back Nine um, YouTube channel. Let us know what you think on this. It'd be great to hear when you think um, and see when we're going to see Tiger next. Now, before we move on, we have to mention that this podcast is brought to you. Well done, Joshua. I know. By Scottsdale Golf or in conjunction with Scottsdale Golf. Make sure to go and check them out. Go and book in your fit- fitting for your same My day collection. Landed, by the way. Your new driver has Ooh. landed. But you heard me right there. Same day collection on club fittings. It's www.scotchdalegolf.co.uk. Perfect. And also, um, we have a giveaway going on Back Nine Films right now. We do. Um, in conjunction with CPG, which is Cobra Puma Golf UK, and Scottsdale Golf. So uh, head over to the Back Nine um, YouTube channel. It's just the Back Nine um Bat Nine Films. Bat Nine Films. Sorry, I forgot my name there. <laughs> Bat Nine Films. Good job. Good job, my name. <laughs> uh, Bat Nine Films on YouTube. Um, and go and find out one of the videos that I posted on Monday to find out how you can get your hands on that lovely elevator pack. Okay, Josh, I've been dying to get into this. Yes. Full swing is crap. That is a big statement. I, I, I know, right? Okay, so... Get down in the comments. Have you watched Full Swing? And essentially, what is your opinion on it? Because I definitely think it has the golfing community split right down the middle. Yes, and I'd, I'd agree with that. I think you've got a mix of young golfers and you've got a mix of older, more traditionalist golfers yeah. that have this have this split. Okay, so I'm going to put this point across. So this is coming from, I do agree with this a little bit, I have to say. This is coming from a few of the golfers that I teach. Okay, so their words were, I watched the first two episodes and I didn't want to watch it again. It was all about money. It yeah. didn't paint the integrity and the history of the game. 
Okay. It was following players, not the tour. Now, I know it's individual sport. I didn't quite get that one, but I, I do it. I do it in some degree. And also, um, it really painted some players in bad light. And I'm going to name a few now. It painted just Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas as sport brats who fly private jets everywhere. Yeah, because that that was like something like forty minutes yeah. to oh, play around. Let's yeah. let's roll Whoa. the ball for hundred dollars. I mean, okay, it's pretty cool, but it's a bit yeah, insensitive. I know what you mean. Yes. Um, Brooks Kapka moaning picking up eight hundred fifty six thousand. Um, <laughs> Ian I didn't Ian, look at it like this. Ian Ian Poulter. Flying a private jet and having a putting comp. Yeah, totally I mean, the problem. It literally, I mean, if you look at it this way, it was like an, an advert for a private jet and millionaire lifestyle. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that, they said their favorite episodes were Matt Fitzpatrick and Joel yeah. Damon. Yeah. Okay, so come on, hit me with a counter here because I honestly, I, I get it. I mean, I honestly think it it wouldn't, it, depending on your age, and depending whether you like golf for the money or like golf for the history, you split on it. Yeah, you are. Now, my counter debate to that would be this is bringing in a new golfer. Mm. This is people are going to look at this and think, wow, what a lifestyle they have. Like, it's amazing. I'd love to be able to do that. And it's going to get people into the game of golf. Yeah. I think with regards to it following golfers rather than following the tour it's hard yeah how do you counteract that because it's an individual sport it's an individual sport however what i would say is this year especially if they continue to do it you could do that but you just do the elevated events because they're guaranteeing that those players are going to be at those events however last year you can't guarantee that the players are going to be at the events so there they might want to focus around 10 players but Mm. if they're not guaranteed to be at an event you you don't know who you can get content off. You don't know what how it's fair, gonna work. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. But arguably, why why did they follow the best players? Because you know, some of the better episodes have been with. I mean, no one knew Matt Fitzpatrick was gonna win. They started filming that before he won. Yes. Right. Okay. So the argument here is some of the better episodes, and I've said this from the start. The better episodes to me were Joel Damon, Matt Fitzpatrick, and the one with Tony Fiena. Uh, no, well, yeah, that was good. But I mean, ah, uh, the the two rookies. Um, Mito Pereira and uh, Sahith Figaro. Yes, yeah. I was gonna, I, 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 I was on literally on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, like they were the best episodes, and for me, that paints the the how hard golf is, not the millionaire lifestyle, because that millionaire lifestyle is literally for the top twenty. It is, but but that's what people want to see. That's what, and not being funny. So you're saying that just because they post amount amount of money yeah. and the millionaire lifestyle, that's gonna get the likes of like people like a little bit younger than us. Yeah. Liking it, going bloody hell! Look at that, mate. We we've we've said about and and we've had the YouTube boxing and things like that, and it's another route into sport. It's another route into the game. So here we go. Golfers, younger golfers are going to look at it and think, "I can earn millions. Money makes the world go round." Okay, so here you go. Here's a question for you, and please do get down in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube and if you're listening to this on the podcast. Remember, guys, this is available uh, to listen to as well. So you're saying, right, when we're sat here in 10 years' time in a yes. bigger studio... Yes, yes. <laughs> subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Um, <laughs> that we could be talking about a person that got into the game of golf after watching Full Swing, and that was their route into the game. I don't see why not. Well, if that if the answer to that not. question is yes, surely it's the best thing. But can you can you agree with what the, the why some people don't think it's... Well, think it's a bit crap. I Yes, I agree. I can see people's opinion on it, and I can see why people have now got 
lesser opinion, lesser thoughts of players such as Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. I really think they Ian got Poulter. painted in a bad light, by the way. Yeah, they did. But I think I don't think obviously Full Swing wasn't trying to do that. Full Swing was trying to give you a broad range of look. These are two guys that have known each other since their kids. I don't think it did. I don't think it did give it a broad range. <laughs> no, but look, the two guys that have known each other since the kids, still good mates, play on tour together. Yeah, okay, they live this lavish lifestyle. You've then got Tahith Gala, who is a rookie, a, a rookie, uh, an ethnic, ethnic minority from from that background, who is doing it, who is playing on tour. You've got Mito Pereira, who's mates with Joaquin Neiman, who played with him as a kid, but he's excelled. And then, do you know what I mean? You've got a bit of everything. You've got the family man in Tony Fee now, and then you've got the big dogs in Scheffler, Ram, Morikawa, yeah. not Ram, sorry, Morikawa, um, McElroy. Yeah, they try I mean, to get everything into into eight episodes, yeah. nine episodes. I get it. With things like this, you're always going to want to follow the biggest players yep. on the biggest stage because that's what's going to draw in the crowds. Yep. But how I think they should have done it better, and this Netflix, reach out to me if you want. <laughs> reach out to us. You understand it. I think they should have gone right, okay, like you just said. We're going to pick four elevator events this year. Yeah. We're also going to pick eight other events. And we're just going to go and film at those other events. We're going to go, um, okay, boom. Joachim Neiman, we're using you this week. I know yeah. he's on to live tour, but just an example. Yeah. And we're going to follow you all week. Whether you do good or bad, we're just going to follow you. We're going to follow four different players every single event. We're going to pick two bigger players, two lesser players than somebody might have heard of, because that's going to seriously help their career anyway in terms of sponsorship, in terms yeah. of PR, in terms of getting following, because that makes the world go round in terms of sponsorship. And I think that would be the best way, saying, right, okay, guys, you don't know if you're going to be picked. Sign up here if you want to be included. Like... We're going to pick two bigger players inside the top 50, two other players outside. We're going to yeah. be at these 12 events and we're going to film you every single move for the entirety of that week. Yeah. What I think. What That's I how think, I thought it was going to be, by the way. Well, and we both love the Formula One season. What makes it easy for Formula One season is everyone goes everywhere. Everyone goes everywhere. They're all it's a moving train, they all go together. But that's just that that's the premises they've got to deal with. That, yeah, that's, but, that's 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 but what now, it is. With the elevator events, they can do that. Because yeah, but they I'm know saying, that the don't just can do choose that. elevator events. Yeah, but so they're gonna cover the majors as they did. They're gonna yeah. do that. And then they they can guarantee more players are gonna be at those events. So they might not might not choose Ram, Scheffler, Morikawa every week, but Joel Damon's still gonna be there. I get what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. That's going to make it easier. So maybe if they do another season, it's going to be even better. I, I definitely think they can look back and improve upon it. But guys, let us know what you think. And like we say, if you are listening to this on YouTube and the podcast, do follow, do subscribe. And we look forward to uh, opening up some of these debates another time. Right. Let's move on to Tech Talk because we are not going to talk about clubs this week. We're going to talk about a player. I've actually enjoyed talking about clubs in the last few weeks. We have. Yes. I'll give you a little bit of review of my drive, actually, just briefly. Okay, we are going to talk about clubs then. Sorry, I just thought it's not really a review. To be fair, you hit it today, didn't you? Yeah, I hit it today, so I thought it'd be quite good to just say. So, the Aerojet. Aerojet. One, I hit it nicely. Two, it was weird because the face is sort of a different material, so it leaves by T marks. Right, so okay. I hit a few out the toe. <laughs> you can see the lines of where I hit out the toe. <laughs> but all in all, happy? Yeah, I mean, I'd already hit it, so it was just... So you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just just good to sort of give you an update. And leading on from the Aerojet and Cobra, we're going to talk Bryson DeChambeau because he has notoriously been Mr. Cobra. Where does, this leave Bryce? where does this leave Cobra, by the way? Well, where does it leave Cobra? Where does it leave Bryson? Because he had the story about the one length. Notoriously, that is where that came from. He's done his long drive stuff. He's done all that. He has been Mr. Cobra. 
that is no more. He has not renewed his contract with them. It ended in 2022. He's been pictured using a Stealth 2 driver. So is he just a free agent? Is that what he's done? As far as or, I can see... Do you reckon he's testing the market, seeing which one works the best, and he's going, boom, I'm going to go Callaway, or boom, I'm going to go tell him, As far as I can see, he is a free agent at the minute. That is probably the route he's going to go down. So someone's going to want to pick him up. Surely. But surely for him, he's such a tinkerer with his equipment. And you saw him in, uh, in in major open in the open a couple of years ago, saying the gr- basically without a bit of a word, the driver's crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what crap for him? He couldn't find it, couldn't dial it up, couldn't get it consistent. Yeah. So surely, based on a year and year basis, because he's a top player and a videoed player, and what I mean by that is he's on TV a lot. Yeah. He's gonna be a player that they're gonna want him to have the most up to date kit each time. Of course. But if he's a free agent, he can use what he bleeding wants. Well, that's the thing, and the the other thing I would say is. With the flip side of that is with him being a tinkerer, he almost needs a brand that's willing to do that with him. Like or Cobra, just have no brand, and then you can tinker it as much as you want yourself. Yeah, I suppose you can. Um, but I think Cobra, the, the work that Cobra did with him, along the story of the one lengths, and that's, that's been a big thing in golf. Like no one did that before. And well, there's only brands to sort of go. Well, you know what? We'll go with you. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. But the big question is: is where does it leave Cobra? Because now. They've still got to see Ricky Fowler, Gary Woodland. There's still some some easily big players in there, but he was like their marquee. Everything was Bryson. Um, so do they go and get someone else? Do they go and try and sign another top ten player in the world? What do you think? Oh. No, I don't think they do. Does Bat Nine Films, Alex Lee, go for Josh Kinder, <laughs> become the flagship? Let's hope so. <laughs> um, do you know what? I don't think they do. I don't. I don't. I don't think they do. Or do they go down the Callaway route with Info? With Info, that's a serious point. Do they? I, Callaway I, I, well, I don't know who they go for. Well, because the, the ones that you would think would fit the bill, either Mike or Morris, yeah, have been snapped up by Tilly. Yeah. Um, so the answer to that question is, um, I would say no, but they probably are looking at a player, yeah, or players yeah. maybe. But yeah. if you think, I mean, if you're wanting a top twenty in the world player, there's not. Thing is, I'd say with this, right? If you're going to be a Cobra player, they want you to be a Cobra Puma player. They want you to fit the bill. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not many guys who would want to wear all the Cobra clothing, a Puma clothing, and want to mm. use the, all the Cobra clubs. They want you to be a 360 athlete. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of guys have got clothing deals already and things like that. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, we've not really had any major moves recently, really. Apart from, obviously... Um, Brooks went free agent, didn't he? Um, um, but also DJ Brandon last contract out. Yeah, but it's still tailor still made. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going to be really interesting to see, and we'll keep you up to date with that. Now, tip of the week. Tip of the week. We're going to do tip of the week before we do the questions. Do you want to do the questions first? Because you did put out a bit of a tweet yes. on your tweetor. Here we go. We've got a few in here actually. Got a few quote tweets as well, which makes it a little bit harder to follow what people have said. Um, oh, that's not the actual tweet now. No, no, we'll get there. In a there minute. we go. Okay, so Josh, favorite course you've ever played in the UK? This comes from Scott Walker on Twitter. Easy one for me, JCB. When you play JCB, very you? easy. Yes, I have got talent. Okay, match. Show for it well. next up, this is from Chris Unsworth. If you change one rule in golf, what would it be and why? Ooh, that is a very good question. God, can you get one that one? Well, I ever think. Um, the one rule I would change in golf would be um, the water hazard rule, the lateral one, and and. Just it's, just it's complicated. One rule I would add to golf is you are allowed 
a morning drive, a breakfast drive, i.e., totally i.e., if you duff it off the first tee, you can have another go. The, 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 the wa- lateral water hazard, I mean, all this stuff with water hazards, like, you can have a lateral, um, which will obviously... What, are you skirting over my drive? It's crap. <laughs> um, that's what I would do, because most people do it wrong anyway. Yes, Just I have agree. it as a water hazard, drop it to the side, nearest point of relief, crack on. Or a free drive. No. Um, okay, and the final one we're going to go with here. This is a really nice one, this. Um, this is from Ryan T. What is your most important or top two clubs in your bag? Hit me. I'll go with mine if you're thinking. Driver. Yeah. And wedge. Which wedge? You're not really narrowing Pitching down. wedge. P-dubs. Okay, yes. I'm going to go with um, driver and putter. Interesting. Because I drive for show and a putt for dough. Boom! I would say driver because if my driver is on, I'm going to have a good round. I feel like I'm going to have a good round. You mean you're going to enjoy your round? Well, I'm going to have. I'm going to play well. Yeah. If if my if I can keep it in play, <laughs> I'm going to play well. So driver is massively important. Pitching wedge because it's a big scoring club, um, and it's it's not just a club. I like eight nine 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 where I'm hitting a longer shot in. More controlled. I can use it around the greens more. Very important. Okay. Well, that's some questions, guys. And get, and I'll put a tweet out most weeks. So head over to my Twitter, Alex Elite Golf. And uh, if you want to get any of your questions um, asked here on the yeah. pod, um, well, you've got to subscribe so you know when it goes out. Um, but also, yeah, hit us up on there. Okay, tip of the week. So I've been thinking about this. Now, you've been playing golf in the UK this weekend. The weather's absolutely garbage. And the ground is absolute garbage cold it's cold it's wet it's muddy there's worm cast we're not quite got spring on the go yet and i no. actually saying that sunday morning felt a bit better anyway you don't know about the weather it's gonna get worse don't say that it's gonna get cold is it wet is it wet tomorrow it's not wet tomorrow but beast from the east mark yeah. mark two's coming apparently load of crap it says it every week if you follow, <laughs> if you follow the daily mail um <laughs> um my point here is that if you're on a crappy line just off the green you've got like maybe say a yard of thicker grass to go over try a hybrid try a three wood try a five wood and just literally get to it as close as you can, stand to it like a putt, make a put, make a, make a putting stroke, and that for me is going to help you bob it up in the air and roll it out as much as you can. If you can put it, put it. If, if you can chip it, run it. it. Last resort, get okay, it in the yeah. air. Well, you heard it here first. Um, guys, thanks for listening this week. Yes, we will see you same time next week with your update from the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Didn't know what I was going to say then. See you later. Ta-ta. <laughs>